What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. When you buy Kroger brand products, you feel like you're winning. That's because they offer proven quality at lower than low prices. In fact, we guarantee that you and your family will love how Kroger brand products taste. Or you get your money back. So next time you're shopping for the family, look for delicious Kroger brand products. Because they'll make you all feel like you're winning. Shop now, in-store, or online. Kroger, fresh for everyone. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm off the deep end, watch as I die. I haven't seen the movie. I'll never I'm Beth Newell. I'm Peter McNerney. We are two parents, comedians. Real life parents. Life. We have kids. Definitely human. The show is about parenting. It's We're- about to begin. It began. It's begun already. Uh, so, okay, Peter, Yeah, we can review. Oh, first of all, you wanted to talk about last week's episode, uh, right? Yeah, the controversy of the season. <laughs> Beth, it's just the most Beth thing that's ever happened is we got an that email criticizing me that's the most beth thing that's ever happened no 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 not is they just not telling me just doing it and even when i was asking like i'm just gonna do it it's great it's I, not a criticism i don't know why it's so shocking I... it's not shocking it's it's entirely <laughs> predictable okay um i was vulnerable in that podcast and i put myself out there and i feel just i feel just great about it I like how you said in the podcast that um, you were just going to leave that email be and never bring it up on the podcast, which I think is funny. Um, I said I was considering that. I had not come. I had not made a choice about it. Um, oh, gosh. Now I remember what that episode is about. I guess I got to <laughs> not talk so much in this episode. Mm-hmm. Not likely to change dramatically, but I'm working on it. Anyway, this week... Uh, it was your turn to be out of town mm-hmm. and my turn to be home alone with the the children. And you mentioned uh, in your episode when I was gone that it was a miracle that no one got sick because it always happens I go away and somebody gets sick. Well, they were waiting for you to leave town so uh, they could get sick with me. And on my birthday, October the 11th, uh, Maven gave me the gift, the gift of vomit gift. at daycare. Yeah, I mean, that's life, right? Yeah, you know what? It was fine. That's Maven for you. 
This mor- the tonight she came in the bedroom and said, I throwed up on the couch. And she had... <laughs> the big thrown, smile on her face. Thrown up just a little tiny bit. Uh, I think that was just eating too much ice cream. Yeah. Uh, oh. Although we never assume that she's actually sick, even when she's clearly sick. Well, she hasn't had a fever for two days, so... Oh, I don't know. She's, she's fine. Um, it was actually a nice gift because it is difficult to figure out childcare when you're not here because the things that I do are all outside of daycare hours. It's a schedule no human should have. Yeah, nights and weekends. And we have childcare for weekdays. <laughs> yeah. So I had this whole plan where I was going to go into the city to like do all this stuff I needed to do. And I was, gonna, I was recording the Story Pirates podcast. And then I had to get on the train and go an hour and a half back just to pick them up from daycare to then take them home and then wait 10 minutes for one of the women from daycare to get done at work at daycare and come to our house to watch our child so I can get back on the train and go back in the city and teach a class. And Maven, this is all on my birthday, you know, a fun birthday celebration. And Maven gave me the great gift of being forced to cancel everything that day. Which you could have canceled in the first place. It's just she knows better than you. No, I can't. I felt too guilty. But as soon as she was sick, I didn't feel guilty. I pulled that... The My daughter about, threw up card as soon as I can. The thing about canceling, though, is that, you know, we all feel self-important, like we're, like, ruining people's lives by canceling, but then they're always fine. They're yeah. fine. I mean... We're not as important as we think we are. Well, I was teaching a class, and I already I already skipped... Did you hear how Midwestern <laughs> I said on class? <laughs> My class needs me. Um, I already skipped a class, and I don't want to be that teacher. <laughs> I take my job very seriously. The teacher that people miss yeah um sometimes um do you miss me write in are you my student write in tell me how much you miss me or don't yeah write in and tell you how much tell peter how much you miss his voice yeah um because i don't talk enough in that class <laughs> okay so then it sounds like other than that things were pretty uneventful i came back into town on the red eye was exhausted um what did we do? Saturday you left and then it was just a fog of laying around recovering. You had two full days of laying around because I went in earlier than I normally do. Full days of laying around. Yeah. Um, Although you mean you have, while watching children full time. It's not hard anymore. Okay. It's time. Well, then you can do it. I you did. I did home. it for four days. You can say you did it while they were at daycare. No, Maven was sick for. It sounds like Thursday you want to stay home on the weekends, and I'm not going to fight you on it. I will amend my statement. Um, it's not hard. It's not hard, but it is like. It sounds like you want to do it. It's like a drag, and I get restless when I have to be home all day with the kids. You just said it was easy breezy. I mean, it's literally around. It is literally not difficult to do. <laughs> literally, I think but, every listener who has children would beg to differ. People, please write in if you <laughs> disagree that parenting is easy, uh, an easy thing to do all day. Alone. Okay, um, let me okay. finish. It is easy relative to. Every single other day if anyone, that we have had kids since they were now that they're two and a half. And if anyone four, listening has a two and a half and a four year old and wants to uh, agree or disagree on whether that's a fun, relatively easy, thing to easy. Do, I think you said it was no work whatsoever. I did not say that. Okay. I said technically it's easy, but it's annoying. Okay. Well, I didn't anyway. say that, but I'm saying it now. So Sunday, Bryn, Bryn was supposed to go to the birthday party of his best friend's mom, and then... We all were. We all were, but it was a 
It was a dicey thing you signed me up for. It was basically like you walk in the door with us and then you peace out and go to work while I have to watch two kids at a birthday party. Well, I made it very clear what it was before I said yes. So you could say yes. So I have no regrets there. Relax. (laughs) Okay. All right. So then the baby, the. The birthday party got pushed back into Maven's nap time. She was already getting over being sick. It seemed kind of dicier. I decided to call it off because I was still very tired from my trip. And the That's dad, fair. the dad of this um, of Bryn's best friend, asked if Bryn's he could favorite come. daddy from that episode. His, his favorite daddy asked if he could come pick Bryn up and bring him to the party himself, which is very very generous. And we agreed to it, which uh, was great. And then um, Maven stayed home, didn't nap. The report I got was that Bryn was very well behaved at the party and people were commenting on it, supposedly, how good he was. So I'm very happy with that. But uh, I off I got there and I felt very guilty about them taking care of an additional child while they're all already planning and running a party. So mm-hmm. I offered to take their son for the rest of the night so that they could probably have sex oh no i hope they're not listening i mean i'm i can't confirm for sure that that's what they were doing but it seems i mean that's what we would be doing cleaning up we're like we could clean up this party or we could do it this is the most graphic moment of our entire podcast you seem to like start to try to get graphic and then you're just like we would have sex Um, we would have, we're, oh, we're me, so having, uh, me too, sex. me too, like, me too, like, anyway, um, I can't say for sure. Maybe they just had wholesome, uh, two hours at home, but maybe they cleaned up the party. I felt or maybe it they really, cleaned up. it really made my guilt feel better about them watching brand during their party. And I, um, I hope they had a good birthday. This is a big deal. This is Bryn's first play date without us. It's true. But there was a whole party full of people there. so Sure, but we weren't there. Yeah. But uh, it makes me think we need to trade kids with them more often. I don't... It's annoying that we have two kids and it's like uh, not a good trade. But I think even if we can just get rid of Bryn sometimes, it's still worth it. Oh, it's a great deal for everyone. For everyone. Yeah. I mean, when those two kids are together, they are... uh, I mean, they fight a little bit, but they're so happy to be around each other they're like we're best friends like yeah arms well, around each other's necks their son i have to say is better behaved than our son he likes to follow rules and listen more he and is older he, yeah but i think he's also just like a less combative person yeah and yeah. our kids behave better when he's around and he tries to talk Bryn into being better and, <laughs> and Bryn's uh, like nah dude nah and when he was over here Maven saw him say he had to go potty and then she was like I gotta go potty too which is not something she does so then I got her potty out and while he was on the toilet she peed in the potty which again she never really does she's done it before but yeah. not often mm-hmm. so he's a really good influence um, Maven's showing off her pee pee skills <laughs> Uh, is she in love with him? <laughs> I she's think like, maybe look a little. I, look what I can do. He's definitely like the cool older boy. Yeah, like, for sure. Like, yeah, I know how to pee in a potty. <laughs> um, what are your parents doing right now having sex? <laughs> uh, cool, cool. I'm peeing. Uh, you can tell because I'm doing it in front of you cool, right cool, now. Cool. What, what did you just go poopy? Mm-hmm. Sounds Got good. some poops or just peeps? <laughs> just peeps? Cool, cool, cool. Actually, I wiped his butt as you do when kids poop. And he, he told me that his dad likes to wipe his butt. <laughs> 
which I don't know if that's a direct quote, but <laughs> my dad likes to wipe my butt. <laughs> you think uh, Brandon Maven think that we like doing all the things that we do for them? That's what I was wondering if he was just saying that, like, because his dad does it, he assumes his dad's really into that. Or his dad's like, are you done pooping? Don't move. Here I come. <laughs> I'm wiping that bum bum. But I wouldn't put it past his dad, who's really um, the most enthusiastic man alive. Really funny guy has a really dry sense of humor to just tell him that that's something he likes to do. Oh, I love it. <laughs> um, there's, I have a couple of just other little things I wanted to mention. Bryn said something this week that um, Bryn says hilarious things all week, and I'm like, I gotta talk about it on the podcast. And it's one once in a month that I'll remember one. It's thing. so hard to remember. Um, but when I was gone, we took them again to Smashburger. As you know, it's the unofficial sponsor of this podcast because that's. <laughs> We mention it every other episode. The most child-friendly eatery in, in uh, five-mile radius. There you go. Um, so we go afterwards to the local frozen yogurt place, Cherry Tree. Bryn's favorite place on earth. <laughs> so we pulled up and I surprised him. I was like, Bryn, you know where we're going? He's like, where? I'm like, we're going to Cherry Tree. And he went, oh, oh, daddy, Cherry Tree makes my heart thump. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what? He's... Uh, yeah, he's been on a roll this week. He also tonight uh, we took them for ice cream after dinner, and uh, we're they're making jokes about flavors of ice cream, like stinky feet ice cream and different things. And then he said, "How about crack ice cream?" <laughs> <laughs> we go, "What?" He goes, "What about crack ice cream?" <laughs> it was later explained to us that there was some sort of crack he in cra- his ice cream. He cracked cream. his ice cream. He cracked his ice cream cone or his ice cream. And then he licked it and he goes, I fixed the crack in my ice cream. But boy, hilarity ensued. And uh, the last thing we should talk about. uh, Oh, I also want to add when we were about to go to get ice cream, I asked Maven if she wanted a treat. And she goes, candy. And then she sang and she went, candy, candy, candy. And then she would giggle really uh, hysterically. And that's my daughter. She, uh, She had a bit of a sugar high and then a bit of a crash. We just had a bedtime, so we're recording this episode. I don't even know if that's a crash. I think that's just a two-year-old. It's a combo of things, but we're we're releasing this episode in 11 hours, and we're doing this late night because Beth is out of town. And um, we had really good bedtimes all week. And as always, the routine gets mm, uh, changed. You are here, and I'm trying to put them to bed, and she freaked out, and I got her calm. We read books and then put it in the crib, and boy, she just had a tantrum that... I got to say, Beth, I'm really proud of you for not giving in because I was like, you got to got to draw a line here because she slept in our bed last night. And that's part of why she was freaking out now. No. She thinks that she can get out of there. OK, you're you're being dramatic. She was very sick last night. She couldn't sleep because her nose was congested and kept waking her up. So she was very upset. And I was putting her in our bed, keeping her on an elevated pillow situation that was helping it drain out of her head. And you were acting like she was being dramatic, but she was very sick. Um, I disagree. Uh, because while she was in bed with us, she didn't cry. But she did roll I just explained why. Well, put, give her another pillow in there. I think if we had pushed her I did. I went her... and put her in there, and I elevated the pillow, and then she immediately started crying when I tried to put her down <sighs> If woke we, back if up. If we let her cry for a while, she would have she pushed was through sick. it and then slept through she the night. Was sick. Instead, none she of was us left. Sick. We now, were both sick. I was trying to sleep. I think we got less sleep because of it. 
but I, I disagree. Think, I think I love you more. I think the way. least amount of sleep we got was when you just randomly tried to force her to go back in her room in the middle of the night, and she started screaming hysterically. She started screaming. I was like, "Oh, Beth is gonna think that that was your diverter." Classic laying down discipline at inappropriate times. Oh God! Look at this odd couple. That's us. Okay. <laughs> now it's time for we knows what they're watching. This is where we talk about our children's current pop culture or media obsessions, interests. Beth, you've requested this um, <laughs> segment. You got something to say? Uh, yeah, so um, as usual, our kids have gotten to some Spanish YouTube that I guess they're being shown at daycare. As and, usual. And their uh, new uh, obsession is the like a music video sort of thing on YouTube to the song called Damato Cosita. Damato Cosita. Damato Cosita. Um, Can you sing the song for us a little bit? It goes, Damato Cosita. Damato Cosita. I. Um, and so it's like a video of like an alien guy on like an empty alien plane. You'll, you might want to edit it in here to give it, do it justice, but they, um, he, it's like, oh, <laughs> so it's like this alien guy dancing, like very suggestively, like humping the air and he like bends his body in really funny ways. And Maven and Bryn crack up and Maven keeps being like, he's naked. <laughs> He's naked. So then uh, just before we started recording this, I looked up what the meaning of Damatukosita is. And uh, it is, the English title is, Give Me Your Thingy. (laughs) So it's like, I think it's a new 2018 remix of an older song, but I guess it's like, it must be like a viral kid, kid video. Um, there are a lot of videos of uh, it's clearly some sort of like uh, not mo-capped, but like the style of dancing is hilarious when you put it on animated characters. And yeah, I've but seen I that character this, in other contexts. This might be like the official video. I don't know. Um, this might be the dance, funny dancing alien video <laughs> in Spanish. Uh, anyway, I this uh, I just think it's very funny, and um, in addition to all the practical reasons. I am excited that our kids are sort of starting to learn Spanish is just then inside jokes, the the jokes they'll be in on, I think are uh, really. Boy, so Bryn is really, the Spanish is coming along and it's, we're seeing it a little bit more than we normally do. Yeah. He, tonight was the first time I was able to have a real conversation with him because I was t- sort of talking to him in the little bit of Spanish that I know and asking him questions and I would get to a word because M- Maven was talking to me like in English about uh, Peppa Pig toys and she was like where are my shoes so then I was trying to talk to Bryn and say donde esta uh, and then I was like what's the word what are shoes and he was like zapatos Zapatos. so it was that's the first time he's really like responded because we had a couple of exchanges like that where he knew the answer and he was like tortuga like yeah. he it's, he's starting to sort of like comprehend the what the language is a little more, I think. Yeah. I also got Spanish English songs going at pre-K now because he just sang his Days of the Week song. Domingo, martes, lunes, miércoles, jueves, viernes. That's from preschool? Yeah, well, they do because he sings this song in English like the days of the week, Monday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, and then he does a whole thing in Spanish and he does sign language with each day. The sign language is very impressive. 
I, I mean, it's clearly at least at our pre-K night they talked about. It. They do a lot of songs and stuff like that, um, and it's effective. So the head of daycare, um, who uh, speaks Spanish, mentioned said that there, apparently there is a dual language program at uh, one of the local elementary schools, and she's like, Bryn is a perfect candidate. Like he's great, and she said it like she just had this idea, and he must do this thing. I mean, you're taking this like better very flatteringly but i think part of her motivation is maybe like if she's going to put her son in the <sighs> spanish english program she wants some kids there who also speak english well maybe yeah. you know what? that's i <laughs> i am very susceptible to flattery <laughs> i don't uh, know it sounds interesting you, we need to look into it more because i this week i also heard from a friend of a friend who is from this town that his current elementary school is the best elementary school in town and oh. the most diverse so i don't well, we have to, like, find out more about these programs. Well, I do know. I've looked, when we first moved here, I looked at the part of the reason I liked here is, is that school he goes to now is yeah. more highly rated, whatever that means. I mean, they're both great, but... I mean, I I think you can't really put a value on someone understanding Spanish at a young age. Yeah, well, like, that's the thing. It's like, you, we've talked about this a lot in this podcast, where we want to uh, expose Bryn to a diverse population of people to get to know people that are different from him. Um, and if one school is in general more diverse, great, cool. But if he's in a dual language program, that also hits another article we talked about, which <laughs> is uh, bu- uh, bilingual kids uh, learn empathy uh, quicker. Yeah. So which one was it, we? Yeah, that's a tough call to make. Which is probably I, think, I feel like we need more information. Yeah, but probably end up being the school that's closest to us if we're going to be honest. I mean, yeah, that's very possible. But it was flattering. It's also like, where is the place he's most likely to be able to get after school care um, so that yeah. we don't have to see him during the week? <laughs> Gosh, I just don't want to see him until he has an apartment and he's visiting us <laughs> with food. It's just nicer when he misses you. He's oh, been boy. giving us a lot of hugs lately. Um, you know, uh, fun. Uh, I'll talk about this later. Oh, you're all wondering what I was going to say. It's going to be so good. I'm going to talk about another episode, and I won't reference that it's the thing that I was thinking of now. So there you go. You're going to have to edit all of this out. <laughs> no. So just the big screw you to the, the listeners. This is the most boring thing you've ever Oh, heard. let me keep going about a vague thing that no details I've given. I will say one quick thing about media consumption. <laughs> So I've deleted the YouTube app because I think it drives me insane and I I think it's mindless content and I've read a lot of articles, uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, so I push him to longer form content because he invests and thinks about it for a long time. It's not just next, next, next. But Amazon, ugh, Amazon's terrible. It's just like they're, like the store, you can just sell any crap on there and all these like shapes videos and oh that God. this sh- is another like old man mcnerney ranting I am, about change yeah well the, the point of the story is not <laughs> anyway I, when you, I, you kids, were gone there's too many videos not less videos beth i have so many articles backing me up about how bad only it is. ewoks I, oh, you know what that's the article i'm gonna write <laughs> everyone's only allowed to watch the ewok adventure mm. the best not good movie that i remember when I was four, but I deleted Amazon Prime while you were away, and boy, guess what? It took Bryn twenty minutes to figure out how to go to the App Store, <laughs> find Amazon Prime, 
re-download it and get back to the show. That's really impressive. And I'm like, I got a password protect this, and I thought I did it, and somehow he did it again. You know, when our kids are sneaky, obviously there's a part of me that's annoyed, but then there's a part of me that's just like... Proud? Yep, that's me. Like, <laughs> they're so sneaky. They're just constantly... Is not, I mean, he's like sneaky, but he's the most performative sneaky. He'll I, literally no, walk by like, the door, like tiptoeing like a, like a Looney Tunes character. He's constantly scheming. I don't... Did I talk about the cake tasting on the on the podcast yet? Um, they they offered me birthday cake to take home from the birthday party, and I was like, no, no, we can't have any sugar, any more sugar stuff in our house because I have to go to Great Lengths to hide it. And I said, uh, like a month ago, I, Bryn came in the bedroom when I was like folding laundry or something, and he was like, "Mommy, I'm doing a cake tasting," and I was like, oh, "Okay, he's pretending he's doing cake tasting," and I came out, and he had taken a huge chunk of his birthday cake out of the freezer from the month before and he had it in front of the TV. He was just eating frozen birthday cake like a huge hunk. He ate so much. Uh, it's amazing he called it a cake tasting. I don't know where he came up with... and I don't, I don't know where he heard cake tasting. Well, that's all those wedding shows that he watches. Oh, one thing I also want to add in to We Knows What They're Watching is that um, Maven has been watching that new... Uh, dance show on netflix hosted by Alyssa edwards Alyssa from edwards. drag race uh yeah and <laughs> as usual like she's like maven's like entranced by like almost nudity or any butt type stuff and there's like <laughs> she's really into butt stuff you know there's just like uh <laughs> these guys in like booty shorts like shaking their butts at parties and stuff and she, and but her new way of reacting she's like that's disgusting <laughs> That's disgusting. They um, love the word disgusting. They love disgusting so much right now. They love, oh my God. Oh yeah. She was doing something too this week and I came in and she was like, God, oh my God. I don't know where that comes from. I've removed that phrase since working in schools. Uh, some people don't like that. So I've removed that from my vocabulary. Yeah. And they started saying it. I'm like, oh, you can't say that. And I'm like, I mean, I'm it like, sounds like they're all saying it at daycare all day. So I don't feel I mean, I grew up saying that every second. I mean, it's mm-hmm. so funny when they say it. It's hard to want to discourage it. Yeah. It's so dramatic. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. Oh, the Amazon Prime is gone again. Oh, my God. <laughs> Dad. Oh, my God. I need to do another cake tasting. <laughs> so that's. We knows what they're watching. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I, I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, if no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This next segment is called Would You Knows. Uh, This is where we posit hypothetical parenting challenges to each other and ask what we would do. Peter? Beth, I have one for you. I'm excited about it. Okay, in this scenario, Maven, your daughter, is older. She's, let's say, a tween. Okay, she's in seventh grade. So she's 12, 13. And um, you go in, she's at school, you go into a room you're uh, cleaning up or whatever, and you discover in her drawer a journal that you didn't know she kept. And the mischievous, sneaky part of you has to read this journal. You know that it's a betrayal of trust and that you shouldn't, (laughs) but come on, she's never going to find out. You're just going to read it. So you start reading it, and it's appropriately funny and dramatic as like a a preteen... Uh, girl's diary maybe um, and then you get to a page where you discover that she has a big plan and she has this big idea for like some special week at school where she's going to do this big prank what is this okay bear with me uh, in an assembly the year is 2020 <laughs> in the assembly I should have written this whole thing out. But in the assembly, she's decided that she's going to surprise everyone and come out on stage, maybe like wearing some sort of costume. This doesn't sound anything like Maven. No, but it's going to be a big... I think you mean brain. It's a bit. And she's convinced that it's a great joke. It's you, a bit where she suddenly has taken on you and or Bryn's personality. You're focusing on the wrong details okay. here. So it's some sort of bit where she's like, this is great. But you read it through... And you just, you know that it's going to be a disaster. 
that it will scar her for life because it's not funny, but you understand why she thought it would be, and you're a comedian, and you would know, and it is going to... She's going way out on a limb because this is not like her at all. I still think you're talking about Brandon, not Maven. No, no. (laughs) This is what's so weird about it is Maven's taking a big risk doing this. And you know that it's going to be a disaster and she's going to retreat and she's going to be not confident. I mean, the thing is that knowing that it's Maven, I know she'll never actually pull the trigger and do this. She was probably just doing it as a writing exercise of a hypothetical. No, this is you again. Every time (laughs) I give you these hypotheticals, you just argue the basic premise where you're like... Every time? You know, the aliens came and you're like, why would I believe these aliens? Not important. You believe that... I wasn't arguing the basic premise. I was just (laughs) reacting to the question. I'm still reacting to this reality. Fair. What, That's fair. So you, you in this you, world, Maven is still my daughter. She still is the same yeah. person, correct? Yeah, and it, this is a surprising thing, but it seems too weird to be a hypothetical. <laughs> the rest of it is honest and true, and so you really think she's going to do this? It's, it's honest and true. <laughs> yeah. So, do you save her from embarrassment? While also admitting to her, just, you have read her diary. The Maven I know, if she's really going to do this, she's really going to do this. And she's going to prepare. And I just trust her in that. Like, I <sighs> think this is, like, getting out of her shell. If she actually does it, which I don't think she will, it will be a good exercise for her in challenging herself. So even if it goes poorly, she will have learned the really innocuous consequences of having things go poorly on stage. Oh, so you're going to let her just take the, take the social bullet on this one. And now she's the weirdo. This gets talked about for the rest of school. She's not the weirdo. I really should have written what the thing was. (laughs) Okay. Same question. It's Brent. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so Bryn, you've read Bryn's diary, and he's got a big thing that's funny. And I still think it's just going to roll right off his back. I'm not worried about him. Mm, mm, boy. <laughs> but, like, teachers will never look at him the same. They'll never respect They're him. They're only going to know him for another half a year. <laughs> what? Well, what's happening? Are we switching schools at the end of the year? Teachers? You don't have the same teacher for more than a year. Have you been to school before? Yeah. Oh, we in high school we had the same homeroom teacher for four years. I mean, okay, fine, homeroom. <laughs> His homeroom teacher's gonna laugh when she sees him walk in. Boy, you're really undercutting the <laughs> the stakes of my uh, premise here. All right, I'm gonna adjust it. Okay, <laughs> you read my diary, and I. Okay, here's it. Is you read my diary because I, I also parent you. Yes, yes, I, and I, I also have a big plan to do this thing at work, but. I don't realize that there is uh, some like there's some terrible stereotypes, <laughs> misogyny in this that How I'm just is this blind to. Than every week when you jump on stage without a plan. <laughs> in this scenario, I have a plan. Okay. <laughs> Which is what worries you. <laughs> I I don't know. Okay, so what? Okay, here's a new question. <laughs> you read Maven's diary. What would you have to read in there for you <laughs> to confront Maven about it in a way that would uh, reveal that you have read her diary? I mean, I don't know if she's planning like nudity or something. Okay, that's it. This gets turned into a serious one. She's a little older. She's 15. 
and she's planning to do like video <laughs> naked stuff with some boy. Video naked stuff. Yeah, FaceTiming. Oh There's going to be new technology then where you could do like a uh, 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 hologram naked time with somebody. I'm going <laughs> to. You know what videos are, right? Okay. This is the future. This There's is, hologram videos. I think this is something you actually do have to get ahead of with your kids. Maybe at some point, if they're getting phones, is just remind them that things can exist forever now. Oh, yeah. I, I'm not, like, as concerned about this as other people because I think um, people are, like, very alarmist about the, um, uh, what, what do you call it, digital trail that we leave. But um, I... Do think with girl, your girls of a certain age, they need to know about um, what is it? There's like a term for this when boys oh. like sort of blackmail oh, girls yes. with nudes and stuff. Or Boy, like so many listeners are screaming it at us right now. I know um, some sort of uh, blackmail, some sort of scam boys do to get nudes out of girls and then share them around because. Photos and videos can be revenge, revenge porn, revenge porn. Yeah, I guess that falls under revenge porn. But anyway, uh, I think that that is something you kind of have to tell kids about these days because it's uh, that stuff can get around very quickly. Boy, this bit got real fun. We should talk about that in another time. <laughs> All right, so you would never, almost never. I can't wait to hear the listener email we're going to get from people who are like, my kid did get revenge porned and. These are, they're going to school us and be like, you're taking this way too lightly. Oh, I'm Uh, I'm terrified of uh, technology in the hands of, I'm thinking about myself. Uh, I didn't get my first (laughs) smartphone until I was an adult. What would I have done with that in middle school, high school? Um, Also, just to backpedal a little bit, what is this assembly where they just let kids come on stage and do whatever? That was a lot of my assemblies. I made. I got. To, oh yeah, you were like freeform rich kids. <laughs> yeah, we. I got to make a lot of announcements because I was yeah. uh, president of Forum. <laughs> they were like, share your self esteem today. And every time I make an announcement, I do a bit. And I got in trouble one time because for a blood drive, I went up on stage. Keep in mind, I was fourteen, fifteen, and uh, some guy. I went up with him. And he was like, blood drive. And he's like, we, we're supposed to do something to make it memorable so that you all sign up for the blood drive because it's really important. And we couldn't think of anything, so just go to the blood drive. Right, Peter? And then I went, <laughs> and I had a mouthful of fake blood. And I barfed it up all over myself as if it was a shock and a surprise. And I got huge laughs. Did the teachers know you were going to do that? No. And it killed in the room because I was playing it like, oh, this is embarrassing. And I had a horrifying blood down my face. And I was like, give blood. And we made it memorable. And But there were two teachers that found it very distasteful. <laughs> and they brought it up and they did not so like. So the reason you brought up the premise of this was you want me to go back in time and stop you from doing this. I don't regret that one at all. Okay. There's some that I do, though. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because, God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. 
I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Elia Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. i never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This next segment is called Listeners Want to Knows. This is where we take some questions and thoughts from our listeners. Peter? All right. This email comes to us from Aaron. Aaron says, Dear Peter and Beth, I love you guys and your podcast so, so much. Thank you for being there to make me laugh on days when the pressure of life is getting to me and slash or my toddler has completely destroyed my sanity you guys there's such a breath of fresh air in a sea of pretentious pinterest obsessed parenting shows and blogs (laughs) which all seem to exist purely to make me feel inadequate (laughs) as a mom i can't emphasize enough how much i love and appreciate your raw honesty when it comes to your lives and the stresses and occasional ugliness of being parents of young children it is just so relatable i gotta say (laughs) So many people are like, oh, just thanks for showing us how ugly parenting can be. And I'm like, oh, yeah, that wasn't the intention. Um, Well, that was my intention. Oh, okay. Well, good. You're smarter than me once again. Um, I have a question about something. I have a question about something that's been plaguing our house for a few weeks now. Our son recently turned three and has lately started preferring me, mom, over his dad. Like a lot. 
He wants me to give him a bath, me to tuck him in, me to read him his bedtime stories, me to get him his cup of water, etc. And he shouts angrily or starts crying anytime my husband tries to get involved. He's also started saying things to my husband along the lines of, Daddy, you're not my best friend anymore. <laughs> anymore. And Daddy, I don't want you to be in here, whatever room we happen to be in. I know toddler uh, preferential stuff is very common for his age, but sometimes... I lost my place. Uh, but sometimes it's just plain mean. <laughs> the way he says some of the stuff, and it often really, really uh, uh, hurts my husband's feelings. I just want to say, <laughs> Aaron, you're doing a killer job of of with your grammar. Like I know how to read this. All these little interjections. Well, you're doing a great job reading it. Hey, thank you. I've only stumbled a few times. <laughs> School, this was my greatest fear. <laughs> My questions are, have you guys experienced this to any particular degree with Bryn or Maven? And if so, spelled their names right, by the way. If so, how did you handle it? I've, uh, I've advised my husband to try and stay calm whenever it happens and just say something to our son like, wow, that really hurts my feelings, but I still love you. But what's the best way for me as the preferred parent to respond do I come down hard on a three-year-old, put him in a timeout, ignore it, and pray it's a stop soon? I've tried encouraging the two of them to spend more time together, which usually goes fine for a little while, but inadvertently when bedtime rolls around, the toddler is back to being vehemently against dad being involved in anything. Side note, I'm also pregnant and hella emotional lately, <laughs> and every time I start crying, our son seems to think dad is at fault and angrily yells at him, Daddy, stop talking to my mommy so that's another weird kind of funny but obviously not super great side to this situation thank you love Aaron. that was a delightful read yeah so maven literally did this tonight she does it all the time both uh-huh. her kids have done this many times um not you daddy yeah that's maven, one of maven's favorite phrases is not you yeah um I would try not to take it personally. This is like a grass is always greener thing because I think mm-hmm. when you're the preferred parent, it's really annoying to <laughs> like just always be wanted for everything. And then I can see why it would hurt your feelings to have a kid say this to you, but it's like, I don't know. It seems nice to be off the hook for something. Boy, um, I get stressed about it only because I'm tr- sometimes I'm just like really specifically want to be proactive and take care of things so that like probably I can be lazy in some other way. (laughs) But I'm like, but the big difference is I put them to bed more than you do. And I take them to school every day. So I'm, it sounds like I'm more a part of their routine than, uh, uh, than Aaron's child is with, uh, their dad. And I don't know. She didn't really specify. I think she was saying that they're both trying to do to do the routine. Well, it sounded like she does bedtime routine more often. Uh, maybe that's not true. But even with me, I think they're more used to me doing a lot of these things. There is this core difference. Like mommy means something different to them than daddy. I think it's... Yeah. Know. Well, I mean, this week it feels mostly related to just me being gone all week. Mm-hmm. And I think they're like they're just like missing me or they're subconsciously thinking I'm going to like leave and not be back for a while or something. Yeah. Um, so I don't know. I just, I feel like there's sometimes with that stuff, you just need to give into it and get, let them like get their fill of you. Um, either that or my only other strategy is to just to try to physically leave the space because 
um, it's like out of sight, out of mind. That's like the only thing that works with them. Yeah. Maybe so tonight I went in there and shut the door to put it to bed and they knew you were there because they just saw you. And yeah, like, I mean, no. we have a really small apartment, so it's impossible to hide. But you going in your room and shutting the door, they're actually used to, because a lot of times they'll come home, they're watching TV, and you go into the bedroom and you shut the door. Yeah, because I'm trying to hide from them. Yeah, and they get used to you not being here, and the show ends, and we get calm, and I brush their teeth, uh, and they sort of have this mode that, oh, mommy's not here, even though she is. But tonight, you were playing with them until, because we got home late. Uh, so it was worst case scenario. But you just stayed out of the way and she screamed and screamed and I turned out the light and waited and we pushed through it and it was fine. And then she freaked out bigger later. Well, sort of. Then I went in and rocked her for a yeah. minute and got her to drink her water and then she was fine. And then Bryn decided his it was his turn to throw a tantrum and he started freaking out. So, I think Bryn is less mommy crazy than Maven is. Like, yeah, uh, well, I, he's also just gotten much sweeter about it. Like, he, he started to just hug me and say, I love you, mommy. And it's, like, much more. <laughs> he does that to me, too. It's, it's much the greatest nicer. Thing in the world. Um, but I didn't tell you this. So Maven freaked out the first time. Then I read them books. Um, and before the second freak out, we were reading books. She did the same thing. She yeah. just rolled on top of me, put her arms around me, and whispered, I love you, Dad. <laughs> I was like, <laughs> well, I feel like they have learned to appreciate quality time because they're like, because we were tag teaming watching them and one of us was gone. It's like they are perking up and realizing that we're like all together at once. And then they're yeah. sort of like in a better mood those nights because it's like family time. My mom would tell the story all the time when I was little where I would often be like, mommy, 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 mommy. And she's like, yes, Peter, what? And I would forget what I was going to say. So I would just go... I love you, mommy. <laughs> and of course, mommy just love that. And so she, and I was like, cute story. But now that it's happening, I'm like, I get it. Yeah. I mean, also, I want to say this listener is pregnant. So part of that, I think, is when I was pregnant with Maven, I think Bryn was starting to pick up on something in the air and he got extra clingy. And yes. He was, he was laying on my belly always. like Big time. It was very annoying. I have a theory about this. Uh, and I think, I think we've talked about this before. Yeah. Aaron, you should not be worried. There is an evolutionary thing where kids uh, cling to their mothers because that's the safer, <laughs> that's there's the more an, surefire thing. Listen, there's an evolutionary thing. Well, it's called breastfeeding. Kids- <laughs> uh, it's called breastfeeding. Little, little tiny hunter-gatherer babies okay. literally need their mothers. And dads can be helpful, but they're less essential. So, you know... They cling to their mothers. That's a, a thing that's going on. But okay. also I think the pregnant thing we've already talked about. I think yeah. when a little kid's know mom's pregnant, they know to cling even more. Their spidey sense is picking up on a threat, an imminent threat. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but also, so in terms of how to react to it, I think you, yes, you do not show this child that this has, makes you emotional at all. Well, you know, she's pregnant, so she can be emotional if she wants. To. Yeah, but I think dad, you know, this this kid will come around. This is not personal. They don't. Yeah, I mean, this will also just work itself out. Like all toddler problems are sort of like I know there are people who make a lot of money writing books about how to um, get toddlers to behave normally, but I think also toddlers it's are just scam. insane. So I like all of these things just pass, and it's like. 
you could spend three months obsessing over this, thinking you're doing something wrong, but you're not because toddlers are crazy. So, I mean, I would just try not to beat yourself up about it. Also, I think those people make a lot of money from those books because you try a thing out and after three months it finally works. But right. No, a child every three months is a completely different child. Or like child. someone you know bought the book on the day their kids stopped doing it, so they think the book is right and then they get you to buy the book and then I'll, it's just... We really hate books. I hate books. They're all wrong. <laughs> all of them. All those books I haven't read. Garbage. No one's ever been. Except for that one book I read about potty training, which was very helpful. Literally the only parenting book I've read. Yeah, but then we realized at the end of it that that book had a one-page cheat sheet that was just cliff notes of the whole book, and there was no need to read it. Except I still don't remember the last phase, which Bryn has not gotten over. We also, we modified the potty training to be very different from what that book said, so I don't really... Not really. I, you keep forgetting I read the book. No, I I know what the book says. Well, I read more of it, and that's the If you remember thing. correctly, uh, and I again, normally don't. emotional labor is a thing that you overlook, but I purchased the book with the knowledge that people were using the book. Mm-hmm. I gave it to you, and I said, listen, you're going to mansplain this book to me either way, so I'm going to let you read it and describe it back to me so that I don't have to spend time reading this book that I already took the time to purchase. None of that negates what I said. Well, anyway, you did tell me what the book said. In addition to the Facebook threads, I read about the book, and then I read the page at the back of the book that was the cliff notes of the entire book. So I know what the book is about. And you know, we did it. We nailed it. But we also just ended up doing a modified thing of just, like, figuring it out. Like we were, I mean, that's, yeah, that's what you should do anyway. Kids are all different. Figure it out. That's the secret. Here's the last page of our book. Yeah, they're just going to be like you. That's the last page of our book. They're just going to be like you. You know what? They actually already are. <laughs> Britain has not changed. He's the same weirdo he was. <laughs> okay, Midwestern. Okay. <laughs> oh, come on. <laughs> Raising kids ain't hard. You just let them eat food. <laughs> what is this? I don't know what dialect this not is. not hard. This is like some sort of northern Wisconsin, Minnesota <laughs> thing. It's not hard. Just keep Just them warm. Them don't let them snow. freeze out there. Get okay. some salt on this pavement. <laughs> All right. That answered anyway, your question, Anyway, I hope that Aaron. answered your question. <laughs> All right. Now it's time for a segment that we haven't done in a while. This is called uh, What Do They Knows? This is where we talk to or <laughs> secretly record our children to hear uh, what they literally are saying. This uh, segment involves a recent bedtime where I was telling stories in the dark, laying on the ground. Brendan Maven were in their, in their beds. And then they decided that they wanted to try their hand at telling some stories. Uh, this is poor recording quality because it was a last-minute secret recording. Uh, but enjoy. Oh yeah, will you start the joke, the story over? Okay. Go ahead. It's a money time. There was Peter the Bunner, and he went to school and he talked to, to the teacher, the banana, and. And he 
What did the butt say to the skunk? Did the butt say to the skunk? Yeah. And the teacher said, I don't know. And, 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 take turns. Maven, do you want to tell a story? Let's do it one at a time. Maven, your turn to tell a story. You take out your yay yay and tell us a story. And? My turn for Maven's story. Good story, Maven. All right, Brian, you're... <laughs> that's my girl. Yeah, that's my girl. Um, she loves farts. Farts is a big thing. Our, our kids are really into pooping farts right now. And you can see how I handle it, which is to <laughs> embrace it and encourage more of it. I mean, we probably have a good... I don't know, 10 years left of fart jokes with these guys. Um, are you kidding me? We have so much more than 50 that. years. How old are we? <laughs> but I, you know, I'm not tired of it yet. No. It's, it's I look funny. forward to many more. Again, I, I am worried about them doing this to strangers and being a gross little weirdo. I mean, but what kind of stranger in the right mind wouldn't laugh at a kid making a fart I joke? I mean, what did the butt say to the skunk? <laughs> that is a top-notch joke. <laughs> the skunk, it's perfect because the skunk is so misleading because you're like, what did the butt say to the skunk? You're like, oh, this is going to be about two stinky things. Yeah, they're both stinky, so it's going to be like, you stink. But, the, but, but no, a no, butt only says one thing. He just sneaks right in there. <laughs> <laughs> the butt's not thinking about any of that. It's flawless. The more I think about it, the more I realize, like, I've never written a joke that pure. <laughs> uh, and that is, what's the segment called? <laughs> we knows what they're. We knows what they're saying. We knows what they're saying. <laughs> All right, this has been We Knows Parenting. We're doing this outro while our daughter is crying in bed. So, so ben, quickly, go. while we're still here, please go rate, review, subscribe to the podcast. Write find a review. Us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, at We Knows Pod. You can find us at We Knows Pod. We Knows Parenting.com. Uh, you can email us at uh, We Knows uh, Pod at gmail.com. If you want to send us a question or a story, uh, share something, a would you know scenario. Uh, we also have a uh, Google voicemail number. It's not in front of me, but go to our website. May, uh, uh, what's our website? We Knows Parenting dot com for yeah. merch and uh, our phone number and all of that you know how to find us you do oh and i'll say again check out the story pirates new album nothing is impossible it is literally amazing uh check it out on itunes apple music spotify wherever you get your jams 
And yo, we'll see you next time. Yo, yo. Yo, yo. The Elevation with Stephen Furtick podcast was created with you in mind. This is a podcast for those feeling discouraged or needing guidance from God. Together in this podcast, we'll dive deep into scripture, uncover the powerful truths that will help you rise above your limitations and embrace your full potential. We're here to equip you with the tools you need to conquer life's challenges. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. Well, how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Therapy for Black Girls podcast is your space to explore mental health, personal development, and all of the small decisions we can make to become the best possible versions of ourselves. I'm your host, Dr. Joy Harden Bradford, a licensed psychologist in Atlanta, Georgia, and I can't wait for you to join the conversation every Wednesday. Listen to the Therapy for Black Girls podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Take good care, and we'll see you there.